Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It is December 3rd, 2018. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Cup, cup. Three guys, one cup. Yes. <laughs> oh no! Perfect name for this episode. I can't wait. Yes. This is we it. went from the casting couch to three guys, one cup. It's a, you guys it's, are tuned in live to see it all. It is a natural transition. Thank you guys for tuning in on this Monday night. Our normally scheduled recording time in the new studio on the east side of Atlanta. Got Kevin Bradley across from me. I'm Tim Herbin. We have Dan James. Recording, obviously, remotely. Who would have believed it? Not me. No. Well, I mean, I can believe you maybe being remote. If you were in person, I'd be in a little bit more shock. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think that's that would be a massive shock. What are, you, what are you drinking? Stolen whiskey tonight? What is that? No, I got a, a Woodford Reserve bottled in Bond. Oh, uh, I need to do the double oak on Woodford, son. Uh, the double oak's good. I just hadn't had this one since one of the distillery series. Have you gone to the Bell Meats? Got a um, a cast strength out now. No, no, I've increased my lineup. I've got some Blanton's, some uh, oh, what's the other one? I can't remember what the other one was, but I've got some Old Forester and stuff. So I'm kitted out. I'm kitted out. I'm ready for the holidays. I got a bottle. I got a bottle of Pappy for Christmas this year. Are you serious? Yeah. No, I, I don't know year? what that means. Twenty one year. I, I know it goes well with the Kentucky Hot Brown. Yeah. Mm. Kentucky hot chicken. No, I don't think that's how they do it. <laughs> Kentucky hot opioids. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, joining us live on YouTube. All the normal names we see in the trap and some more that we see on a occasional basis. Thank you guys for taking time out of your 
weekly schedule Spe- to come in. Special shout out to Watching Crows, who it is his first time being in the trap, and Francisco Barantes, who is joining us from Costa Rica. Matias, nice. hey guys, so I haven't seen that name in a while. I mean, we got Clayton Poss. I hope you're not late. You know what that means? Probably pregnant. I need to reduce the height of the camera. My uh, male pattern baldness is showing. No, we probably should lower it and then get some more well, of the scarf. Uh, the headphones kind of covered it, Kev, but now you've called it out to everyone. Now who's tinkering? Now who's tinkering? Jeez, guys, you can't just leave you it alone. A little bit, Kevin, and get the uh, oh, getting the monitor in there. Don't show my ultra wide. There we go. So <laughs> if you guys are not subscribed Stop to us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscription button and hit that, that bend in it. <laughs> hit that notification bell icon, just like Brittany S did. She said she almost forgot, and then she gets our notifications. She's, She's way better at this than homie. I am. OG homie. She is the homie. Yeah, yeah she, she is. is. Um, she is. She is the homie which that, all this was founded on. Hit that quick little like button. It's so easy to do, and it really helps people find us. Let's make this the most lit this trap has ever been. Yeah. We got asked today by by your buddy, our buddy, Dan Noto, why we call it the trap. I think it was, uh, I could be wrong. And if I don't give credit to the appropriate person, I think it was Brittany S. who mentioned trap for the first time. Sounds right. Yeah, it does sound right. Because we were talking about homies hanging out in the chat. What were they going to call the live chat? And somebody, it was definitely not our our idea. It was a homie idea to name it the trap. So from the people for the people. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to get Dan's volume up in our headsets a little bit. It's kind of hard to hear him. That's fine. Guys, Probably for the best. You guys, 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 okay? guys, guys. We didn't win on Sunday. No, uh, Thursday. Sorry, I'm getting my days mixed up. But we're still going to the cup. We on are. the night. Oh, Brittany, you're so modest. Wasn't her? No, she says it wasn't her. I'm not sure who it Whoever was. Whoever it was. Props. Props. Dan, how you feeling, man? I am feeling good. I'm feeling great. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous, but it seems like throughout today, the nerves have calmed down from playing Portland, and I'm just ready for a, a fantastic match. You know? I, Are you well, gonna, not a fantastic match. I'll take out a second mortgage so that you can make it? A total domination from Atlanta United. I have got my tickets, Kevin Kevin Bradley. Oh, my yeah, God. I will be there. Can Holy you believe shit. that? Hashtag meet and greet in the atrium. Part three, it's tradition. We don't make it through the cup unless we do it. Tim, I'm willing to carry the torch in your stead if need be. We know that you are handy capable, and we will not judge you for your absence. It will be great to have you in attendance nonetheless. Yeah, nonetheless. <laughs> I would be remiss if I missed the uh, – remiss, sorry. Yeah. I, I, if I remissed it, I yeah, you would not you would not like yourself if you remissed the game, Kevin. What you could do is bring a pig's foot in, sort of symbolism of Tim's foot. No, not be being able foot. to be that. Be a gator foot because it's, of eczema. And, God, you're uh, such an asshole. <laughs> Why are you wearing my business now? I'm just uh, no, a couple other names that we uh, Zach I'm G. Just wearing my snakeskin boots while I'm going that, to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Zach G, obviously an avid listener, just here for the dog farts. Pirlo is actually, I think he might have got locked up. No, nah, he's in here. He's oh, over he? here by me. He's okay. He's hanging. passed out by Uncle uh, Uncle Kevin. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Eric Quintana from Mazda of the South saying, I really hope they asked him to carry the golden spike. I, I oh, keep God. joking I about stumble. getting one of those Everest packs that I'm just going to carry you on the little seat that's strapped to my back. Oh, what's up? A lot of names we haven't seen in here in, in some that we haven't seen in a while. Magda, thanks for, uh, for joining Derek rushing Kyrie battle. And then, uh, Tony Neitzel, uh, guys, we're going to, we're hosting the cup. Going to the cup. Can guys, you believe it? To Atlanta. As Robert Swick said earlier on, we are not going to the cup. The cup is coming to us. That's right. Yeah, exactly. We're that, that good. God. What do, what do we, I don't even know where to start. I'm do we, gonna, do we even do, talk about the Red Bulls I mean, game? Whenever we were leading up to the playoff committee selection, I was shaking after that loss to Alabama. But, you know, everything played out the way I expected it to be. Atlanta United made the cut. Uh, nobody thought that their win in the conference championship was going to stand out. The committee thought otherwise, and here we are playing for the cup. I'm really excited. I'm ready to eat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, A lot man, of people I don't know how to follow that. With my uh, college football takes this past weekend. Yeah, let's, wow, you let's have been pissing some people yeah. off, Kevin. What's that? You've been pissing some people off. <laughs> That I definitely have. Stay in your own Let's, brand lane, Kevin. Let's stick to soccer ball emoji. Yeah, exactly. Keep, keep it 100. <laughs> so best loss ever, obviously, against New York Red Bulls as... Uh, who said that earlier? It was uh, another... Yeah, Brian Reynolds. Best loss ever. It was... Uh, yeah. Hey, we, had, we did what we needed to do. For the first time, one of those late goals actually wasn't... So terrible to have happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, Brad Guzan, it's all Brad Guzan's fault. Statistically, it was an error on him. So I guess we'll just start can in the final. Yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll pick up Jordan Pickford. Bring him in. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, him keeping a ball in and uh, losing us the game. So... So you just re referred to Kev Everton as <laughs> every time it never it never fails. I, I'm, Look, I'm sure people are not old or tired of it. If this game comes down to PKs, who do you rather have in goal right now, Can or Guzan? Tim Backus. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely definitely Tim. Is still available? Can we pick him up? You think? Ooh, I like that. So there's um, who is it? Robert Swick says Uncle Arthur or Darren to hammer the spike. Uh, that's his pick. And then let's see. I am going with Gomer's response. Yeah, Gomer says I'm for Tata hitting the spike. I hope Why it has is no Tata. one thought of that before? Yeah. I, I hope it's Yamil Assad. <laughs> <laughs> how amazing would that be? That would be great. That you would be you know really how happy great. he's going to be, us winning the cup? Did you yeah. see his uh, you Snapchat post after we beat the Red Bulls? No. It was just a, it was a silent video of his TV screen with a couple of the Atlanta United players tagged and an emoji of a cup. And it was just showing the confetti. Uh, it's probably the saddest piece of cinema I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Do you think he'll be at the game? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that. I'm sure he still lives here. <laughs> in the no, that's a good point. Probably still has like a Buckhead uh, a apartment point. or something just like that. Just holding out hope he gets yeah. the call up next season. <laughs> Yeah, I think I still think it's going to happen. But um, any takeaways, Dan, from the from the Red Bulls game that we can take some positives away from the second leg going into going into Saturday? Uh, we can defend like all get out. We 
I mean, so I think we've proven through the regular season that our offense is dynamite, and then we've proven in the playoffs that our defense is almost impenetrable. We've let two goals in through the entire playoff series. That's it. Yeah, I agree with Tony Neitzel. He says LGP is a beast. He was by far the most valuable player, I think, throughout that series. I think that the, the amount of tackles that he made, especially in the uh, in the 18 and on, on some of those breaks, it was it was incredible. I mean, he's some a, of the the audacity to make some of the challenges that he did, knowing that he could get sent off or that seeing he seeing him take those critical slides inside the box was a sight to see. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, we've made it where we have a guy in here that's tweeting or uh, uh, tech. Or, sorry, commenting yes. in chat. We really do need mods now. Yeah, we with, finally did it, guys. With an NBA live stream of the uh, the Warriors and the Hawks game. Um. So when do the Warriors play Golden State? <laughs> Wait, shouldn't I click on that? <laughs> yeah, cl- click on that. Guys, Make sure you put in your. Uh, guys, don't do I'm that. a work well, computer. They're not going to charge you if you put in your credit card information. They keep it on file, so whenever the trial's over, uh, they can they can yeah they can charge you. But you can cancel at any time. Zach G, is that a new person in the trap? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He said that's what he, I was saying. He was talking about the Pirwell forts. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, Zach G saying Guillermo Barrasolado will hammer in the spike, uh, except he'll be in Spain. Yeah, he will. That's a really odd situation that would probably take another hour to unravel. It's unfortunate the way that that happened down in uh, Argentina. So you- <laughs> and I also like Tony Neitzel saying he clenched more and more with every tackle in the box. I did too. It was... Oh. Did, any of, did anybody unclench prior to the 80th minute because i was still puckered up until the 80th <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i, I mean we saw dallas slip in two in stoppage time practically i, I think it was cannelloni time for me <laughs> the, se- <laughs> time. the second the second the second leg i was I went, so comfortable it was cannelloni time. i went full zd tonight <laughs> it was just what <laughs> oh oh gross um I was pretty confident. I didn't think they were going to score a goal while I was watching it. Granted, I was very lubricated with a lot of beer, but um, they just didn't seem to be their their deadly sort of selves. We we just we manhandled them in their own arena, and they didn't know what to do about it. It yeah. was beautiful. It was yeah. beautiful just seeing the the hope drain out of the face of Tim Parker. It was. It was odd. It was just shocking because even though th- it was their game to make a move on, and it was them that had it was on them to push the issue and to force pressure onto Atlanta, they still did not come out with the sense of urgency that I expected out of the, the entire team. Yeah. Now, uh, a couple they other started comments. maybe from the kickoff, but that was about it. Yeah. Uh, a couple more comments. Cornelius Wood joining us. I think that is this the first time you've been in the live trap or uh, in the trap, Cornelius? You say he wasn't clenched at all. Uh, and then Kyrie said, I was good at around halftime. I have this unrealistic sense of destiny for the squad. Does it feel like that to you guys? Does it seem like a nope, like can't a destiny type situation? I can't do it. I, I cannot allow myself to, regardless of the 538 statistics and everything else that have come out, home field advantage all of it. And I sure as shit hope the players aren't doing it either. Nothing's given to us. And regardless of death, irregardless of destiny, I, uh, I, I don't think that it's a destiny thing and I can't allow myself to say so either. 
Dan? No, I feel like we have earned every single part of this to get to where we are. Um, I'm really hopeful. I will be devastated if we lose. And I think um, a Portland team like that kind of is pretty good on the road. I mean, we saw them in Kansas City just um, shut them down against all odds. And I think everyone was picking Kansas City during that game. But I don't know. I From the displays that we've been putting out in these um, playoff games, we – we we should win this game and i'm confident that we'll win this game and if we don't then shit happens yeah i um ray riddle in the trap he's saying uh north gsu yeah north georgia state university i don't understand what this means i tell you his hype video that he put out that we retweeted today is his best yet oh yeah if you guys haven't checked that out Jay, went, Jay not only put out another hype video, but he personally went down to Orlando to rub it in their face and got in the wave pool to uh, to do some surf some surf skills <laughs> and, and did an overdub of Disturbed. It was a sight to be seen. I am definitely down with the sickness now. I was pretty impressed with the way that after the board shot out, he didn't immediately fall over. <laughs> no, he had a lot of momentum rolling up into the waves as well. <laughs> oh shit everybody in the trap is mentioning we're about to hit 40 we just hit 40 viewers i, I think it. that's the no way currently i think so on a monday night i think so it's crazy man we it's, love you guys it's, it's a big a week. number of goals the super scoring on saturday so so dan you were talking about portland and they are a veteran team are you talking about a team who has a i think at least three or four guys who are on the squad that won uh mls cup in 20 15 2016 who was mvp last year valeri who just showed out against kansas city i mean like dan said not a lot of people gave them a lot of shot against kansas city i mean we saw going into that kansas city for the latter half of the year and then going into the playoffs i think they were kind of everybody's shoe in after dallas got dismantled to get into the playoffs but you can't discount this veteran team not at all yeah between chara and valeri and guzman and uh blanco yeah, Blanco and that dude. That goal that Blanco scored in Kansas City was something to behold. I mean, ah, that was luck, incredible. I would say goal of the cup so far, but I I can't take back either Tito's or Miggy's. Miggy's free kick and Tito's late goal that he somehow bent around the defender while it was on the ground. Yeah, and around two defenders, and yeah. I think one of them was Tyler Adams. Yeah. Where was Tyler Adams during that game? He just got manhandled. He, he did. He did. <laughs> yeah. He, he was he, he was saving himself to be traded. <laughs> for Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he he's, knew it was coming. He's like in a couple of, about a month. I, I gotta go play for this doesn't Leipzig. Ma- this yeah. doesn't matter to me. Yeah, exactly. I think that um shit, I just lost my train of thought. Damn it. Talking about the goal and the underrated talent that Portland has. Well, yeah, again, going back to their just the veteran um, and the experience on this team. It's, it's something that you, you have to be aware of and you have to be considerate of. They are formidable por- an opponent on any given night. I mean, if you think about earlier on in the season, a lot of people counted them out. They had a really shit start to the season, much like Seattle, uh, much like Seattle the year before. But they're both veteran teams that know how to kind of pace themselves during the season. The same thing that we thought we would see from Toronto in the second half of the season, which we did not. But Portland... Firing on all cylinders right now. One thing I'll note is the two games that we've played them have been kind of lackluster. They definitely have. I mean, they, they've been nail biters in the sense that what we came back against them to draw in 
in Portland, and then they came back against us to draw in Atlanta earlier on this season. Yeah, there, I think we match up pretty evenly against each other. That said, I don't know what you guys want to talk. You want to talk tactics? You want to talk? Uh, I don't think we have anything to dispute or discuss on starting lineup. I think our formation is set. There was some talk that I had in the office with my buddy Gavin about whether or not we change any of the formation or lineup because we're playing somebody new. We've stuck with it four games in now. I see no reason personally why to change the lineup. I think for the first time in 38 games, we finally have a consistent lineup and everybody playing to their strengths. Everyone's healthy. I have some concerns about Parkhurst. If anybody maybe is a wink link in our lineup right now, we've been told that he should be healthy going into this weekend. But for me personally, I have no major upsets or discussions as far as lineup goes. Do you guys? My only thing, Dan, I don't know if you've looked at any of their their games where they've given up a lot of goals and the games that they've really been dismantled. I love the the three five two or whatever you want to call it, uh, the way that we line up with with three in the back. But they've been very susceptible. At least if you look at lineups on paper throughout the season, some of the games that they gave up four and three goals and lost those games have been against a team that's playing like a four two three one as opposed to a three uh, three five two. You're talking Portland. Yes. Well, one of the good things about this lineup right now is. Even though we've been running with a four back, that ain't LaCroix. That's Kroger brand. That's Kroger brand. That's my dog right there. That's been my dog since the kennel. Uh, no. Yeah. Oh, it's a tangerine Kroger spicy water. Tangerine. That's too high class. That's Mandarin, son. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it is Mandarin. You're right. Um, yeah. I mean, with this lineup, our backs are constantly interchanging with the wings. So whether or not it's on paper, whenever the lineup gets set, a four-back or a three-back, I think that's one of the things that Atlanta lends itself for a very positive momentum going into this matchup is that they can easily fall back into the four-back scenario and defend when needed and then catch on a counter and have enough trust in the three-back with either Garza or Franco Escobar surging forward that the three back can hold the line while the other tracks back. So I think that's one of the things that Atlanta lends itself to in a positive light that they aren't pigeonholed into a three back or a four back. Yeah. Our transition play is, is much uh, improved since really, I mean, we've seen it since the playoffs is where is the point I'll say where it's been most improved because being playing that three, five, two, they can easily go to a five five three two. They can easily go to a, uh, a four three three. All from that one um, tactical setup. So it's it's been very very versatile for us. Uh, um, and I th- it's interesting because I don't mean to take this off the rails, but I've been thinking about this the the past week or so. When Tata came in last year. And we played a four-two-three-one. That was it. That's all we played. And he got a lot of criticism for being stubborn, for just playing guys and sticking to that formation. But now, but I think he did that because he needed to lay down a concrete foundation to build a team on. So that first year is all just understanding the philosophy of the team. But then 
flip to this year where we've seen 4-2-3-1, we've seen 3-5-2, we've seen 4-3-3. We've seen a lot of different formations and really um, tactics throughout the game in how, you know, when Minnesota was the first big one that we saw this huge defensive shift. But I think we couldn't have done this without the core group of players that Martino has instilled this philosophy in, in year one. Yeah. I was going to make a joke to follow up on Bill Holcomb's setup about why you don't have a tree topper and say that you are going to get the world cup as the tree topper whenever it came Ooh. home, but that you were holding out for the MLS cup. And then he topped it himself and said, they were going to have to get you a star after we win the cup on Saturday to uh, put on top of the tree. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Sid, the science kid adding to that. Let's send him a star while we're at it. Let's add a star to the Atlanta United crest. Is that the easiest way to change the home kit next season is just add a star to the top <laughs> of the crest. I would take that. If that's the only change we had, that is a perfectly viable solution. In my opinion, my stars right here. It just needs a W to go on top of my tree. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you should just tape it to the top of your crest on your kit whenever you go out there. That's right. <laughs> yes, great idea. Here, I'll put it next to my Lenny United scarf. What I might do, my contribution. So, so Domer has got beard. He's got the lights for the bearded brethren. I think my contribution may be I may go to the Dollar Tree and get gold star stickers and everybody I see just put a little sticker above the crest on their jersey or their kit on Saturday. Across After the, the game. Road. So everybody goes in there with the star on their I kit. I can't tell you how oh, many people are Kevin. probably going to push you away. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah. you're, you're gonna get so tempting many. fate. Yes, but tempting fate. Yeah, too much. You're definitely tempting fate. Well, how about this? I will have them in reserve for after the game. For the after the game. Yes, that's the way to go. I will and come then, find do you. A, do a run through the gulch after the game or naked. coming out. Yeah, exactly. We're going streaking or half naked. <laughs> Which half? Yes. Okay. <laughs> After the game. Noted. Noted, everyone. Okay. After the game. Okay. So, Dan, going back to what you were talking about, the the thing that has made us kind of dangerous with this uh, formation has been that counterattack, right? So, in in one thing, if you want to take into comparison, we played Portland pretty early on in the season, and we really weren't firing on... I, I for From my perspective, I feel like our counterattacking game for... And you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, was a little lacking... Throughout most of the season, I felt like we were playing too far or too quickly um, and leaving Joseph to kind of do hold-up play and not really giving the support that he needed immediately. And I feel like we're doing a better job of that of late. Over the past, like, maybe two months, our, our counterattacking play's gotten a lot better because of that. I, f- I agree, Tim. I think that... Well, don't you feel like during the season, at least the first, like, two-thirds, we weren't really... I didn't feel like we were playing at our peak. Like last year when we had that big home stretch of games, um, I felt like, okay, now now we're firing. This this team is on peak performance when we were beating Dallas 3-0 and LAF, um, at a Galaxy 3-0 and some New, New England, England team, 7-0. Yeah. Um, Orlando hasn't beaten us yet. It's um, – <laughs> and I hadn't had that feeling throughout most of the season. And – there just wasn't there was something that wasn't quite clicked but now i feel like the playoffs we're actually playing at our peak right now which is the perfect time to be playing it 
Well, I think the other thing about playing at our peak is that we've seen multiple strategies come at us throughout the course of the playoffs. We right. saw a new or uh, Red Bulls team that tried to play really conservative and bunker down in the first leg. We played on a very condensed field against a aggressive NYCFC team. We played against a Red Bulls team that opened up a little bit more in the second half. Granted, we didn't find any goals. We definitely created some opportunities. And ultimately is my biggest concern going into this weekend is what happens if we have to stretch into overtime or PKs, which I don't think anybody wants to see. Um, no, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. So I, I think that while we're peaking, yes, we have also seen multiple approaches to that that Atlanta has been able to answer the call to. Well, which is it very promising in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So we I, have a couple things uh, I wanted to point out. I like these. Uh, Patrick Hansel in the trap saying, Portland hasn't seen us with Remetti or Garza. This is true. Um, earlier on in the season, playing without Garza. And then uh, also at that point, we had not picked up Eric Remetti because Nagby hadn't gone down with his injury yet. And then also Sid the science kid, Saying Portland bunkered hard and we had a lot of shots that were not complete. I want to say that was during that stretch of time where we were just peppering the goal and just not putting anything in. Yeah. We we had a, like a poor conversion rate, especially for a team that was at the top of the table. But that's it. Was, it. I mean, it, we're firing a lot better now. Uh, as Tony Neitzel said, uh, the the Toronto loss lit a fire under our ass. I think that's pretty true. Um, especially to Dan's point, our defense has just been rock solid just lockdown emotionally i think this team right now aside from having a fire lit on their ass about losing i think everybody on that team knows not just what this team or, or what this game means moving forward for a momentum standpoint we hear we hear about that in sports all the time about how much momentum you're building at the end of the season looking ahead till next season and what this team is right now for so many of the players and fans and, and the league as a whole, um, across the board, you have transitional periods, whether it's Tata, knowing that Tata's leaving, Miggy's gone, um, that there's going to be really big shifts in, in the city and in the league as a result of what Atlanta United's done making this a punctuation mark rather than just a stepping stone into next season. I think emotionally players are stepping up to prove that and to leave their mark on the team, the league and this city, regardless of what happens next season. God, I hope so. That's it. That's it from Dan. Okay. Right. That's it from the, uh, the peanut gallery. No, <laughs> if you, if you want to, so if we go back, we did play a four, two, three, one against them last time we played them and I'm trying to pull up. We did so play. So we played them back in May, is that right? Yeah, so yeah, what they would do in no, Kim... They were pressing and attacking every ball that came out in the midfield. Uh, I thought they were playing a Christmas tree. What, are you talking back in May? Yeah. yeah so in they, June, yeah. So we, June. Yeah, no, no, we did. We almost played. Uh, I mean, we. Th this is the starting lineup that we put out against them. It's Ambrose, LGP, Parker, Escobar in the back, Larry, Nagby, Barco, Almiron, Gressel, and then Martinez. Uh, up top we were without um you know i guess we did have tito at the time he just played sub um i mean that was a time where we were still playing sal zizzo and, and mikey ambrose and it's, it's, the team at that point was not uh, in its final form right 
I mean, Julian Gressel loves to score goals against Portland. Who? Uh, this is true, Dan. He scored both of our goals against them. A little premature, but it always ends up dragging out a little bit. Start the discussion about outcome and, and maybe score predictions. Who do you think, not even necessarily score predictions, but building off of a little bit of what I said just a few moments ago about the emotional elements that play into a championship game, whether it's this season, next season, statements that players are trying to make. For me, one of the players that I think has an opportunity to make a huge statement, it's been mentioned in the trap, I forget who said it, about who they hope to get the winning goal, a storyline for sure going into this game is going to be Nagby. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We were hoping for it back whenever we played them in June. Yeah. And it didn't It didn't come to fruition. He has not scored a goal this season. He has not. He's come close on a couple occasions. Um, trying and to he is arguably playing his best ball right now, in my opinion, this season. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think after injury, he's he's been better than he was prior to the injury. Completely I, th- I think agree. a lot of it. Is- I think a lot of that has to do with what that midfield is right now. That he's not having to be the lone, <laughs> the sole survivor, so to speak, in the midfield where he's taking so much on his shoulders to be defender and moving and distributing the ball with Miggy. He he sort of works in tandem with Miggy knowing that he has Remedy and Jeff to back him up on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah. what they're able to create with Gressel cutting in and out of the midfield is a more advanced style of def- uh, of play. Uh, what's the word I'm look for, looking for? Um, ta- uh, starts with a T. Tact. Uh, tactile? No, it's not tactile. Anyway. Um, Maybe it is tactile. Tactically, tactically, that's it. Tactically, they have a they have testically, testicularly, they have more options at their disposal in the midfield now for Nagby going against Portland now than whenever we played him back in June. Yeah, that's true. I, and I completely forgot Tony. Tony reminding me instead of scoring against Portland, he got injured. I forgot that was the game that he he went down in. Really, Nagby? I did not realize that. It's been so long. Oh, he did in the 57th minute. Wow. The, to Justin D, who, uh, welcome to the trap. I don't know if I've seen your, your name and your logo, saying uh, nobody is playing in tandem with Miggy, shutting Kevin down. He says he is two steps above everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't disagree with that. Jay, yeah. Jay says he G-chatted us a, his latest hype video, but I tried to access it, and he will not. Uh, he has not given me access on, on Drive yet. That's so just rude. I'll wait to play it. that. Just rude. Um, Dan, standout players that you're looking at from Portland's side that worry you, maybe that you feel like we need to put Remedy. Uh, to, to me, I think the easiest is Remedy marks out Diego Valeri to the best of his ability, and and we let the rest of the team try and beat us. But anybody, I mean, from that standpoint, anybody that you're fearing or you think that may be a threat against us? So I'm not worried about Valeri. I think we can handle him. My worry. And I think also Chara. I think Chara can be handled by um, us. I worry about Sebastian Blanco. I feel like he is that type of guy who you can potentially lose track of in a game, and then he pops up and uh, puts a goal in. Um, Trap seems to agree. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I we mean, struggle with those guys, right? I mean, between Luciano Acosta, in some instances, not the last time we played them, but Maxi Morales, you know, the little, the the diminutive figure in in the attacking midfield seems to escape us a lot. But a lot of that is who who they have distributing to them, and I think it's a lot of the same thing. I mean, Bradley Wright Phillips gets a lot of credit. Um, David Villa gets a lot of credit, and both of those teams we were able to sort of pick both of their pockets by marking them out anytime they got anywhere near the 18. One of my biggest fears is not necessarily marking the distribution, but having to have the sense of awareness that SKC lacked in that shot that came from 30 yards out that we were talking about just a little bit ago, where we haven't seen that so far in the playoffs with teams willing to create opportunities and take shots from outside the 18. Everybody's trying to either force a through ball or create opportunities inside the 18 or lob something in from the wings versus what Portland's managed to find some success in doing is taking a head on attack approach from outside the box. Yeah. What, um, what I thought about that game was that, at that point, Kansas City seemed to be behind the eight ball from the get-go. Like, they they scored that first goal, but then as soon as Portland equalized, they had they were never on the front foot. They were always trying to catch up. So they just overcommit, and, and that's where Portland can hurt you. Yeah. Oh, my God. That video Jay sent is uh, – I'm sorry. I had to, cu- I had to cut my mic off because it's, uh, it's something to behold. I don't. I wish we could somehow mirror that and share You're that. The worst. Yeah, you are just the worst. Oh God. Um, yeah, I'm gonna save you guys from that. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty hilarious though. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Dan, I'll get. Oh, we'll send it to you. He's just somehow taken our entire show off the rails. Um, Always does. Yeah. He took the entire network off the rails. Yeah. Exactly. So the- but. Good segue into making sure that the people know if they don't already, which everyone should, to check out all the great content providers Ooh. and shows that we have on the Home Before Dark Network, including Jay and Kelly's show with Unrelegated and Christian Mills over at Mills Has Friends. And we may or may not be debuting a new show in the coming months as well. With some familiar faces to the Atlanta United community. However, Unrelated no. to soccer, sports, or Atlanta United. I know we should stay. So that Atlanta. means that we will. It's going to be a Portland <laughs> podcast. Just in case anything <laughs> negative happens, we have our bases covered and we can redirect people appropriately, at least for the first couple of months after the end of the cup. No, uh, we'll, we'll have some announcements related yeah, to that in the sure. coming weeks and months. Um, uh, Justin D, I like that. I like that. I like that. It, I guess it's official. We're on Facebook. We it's official now. <laughs> I just want to get physical making podcasts. I like Ooh, that. I, well, I like that. I like that. <laughs> I got Hashtag a couple of content. things in the trap. Hashtag you're it. The Hashtag watching it. the watching crows asking if uh, Blanco played. No, sorry, Elliot Beaven. Did Blanco play against Atlanta in the regular season? Dan, yes, I'm he glad did. that you're here. Side note, because. The tendency of Tim and I to just completely and wildly redirect into something and yeah, everything I know. that nobody I'll cares start about. A sentence you just and shut then you're that like, shit down. Well, Clemson got in the freaking <laughs> college yeah. football. 
Last, last week we could have used you, Dan. I had Percocet in my system <laughs> and we were sitting on the couch. That was one of the best shows ever. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, I was stammering. And we got parallel farts. It's official. Yep. It is official. That Steelers fan one. just did it around the world, around <laughs> the entire studio. <laughs> it's the positive of this new house is that we have central AC in this place and we have a ceiling fan. But the problem with that is it's a, distri- a distribution mechanism for the dog farts. Um, All right, yeah, Dan. So what I was saying was Blanco played in the regular season, but then he was subbed out at the 70th minute. Yeah. I like your uh, like a full-headed fez. Um, Justin D yeah. saying Valeri should be 85% of our focus. Chara isn't going to do anything in the final third, and Blanco needs someone to feed him. I don't disagree with that at all. I agree completely. I mean, uh, you saw the way... If you watched that know, SKC man. game, the second leg of that SKC game, Diego Valeri was like the engine. I mean, Throughout the entire second half of this season, it seems like he is willing them to wins constantly. And, and, and any time that Portland has struggled have been games that Valeri has struggled as a result of that. So I think a lot of our success against Portland, even though it wasn't necessarily a win, was as a result of that. Uh, Patrick, I have, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I think that uh, 85% just on Valeria is too much because if, and I'll have to give props to one of my boys, Justin, he, the Valeri's final goal was predicated on Chara's pass and his pass was with, was a stupidly accurate pass with a lot of power that came off the outside of Chara's foot. So I, I feel like, Valeri is potentially, I mean, he's obviously like the poster boy of uh, Portland Timbers. Um, though and I don't think he could ever actually cut a tree down with myself. those little wrists. wrists. Um, so I, I feel like Blanco and Chara are the ones we want to watch. And if we can get, if we can cut those guys out with Jeff and Rometty, um, Valeri will kind of take care of himself. Yeah, I think ultimately everything, whether it's the discussion about Nagby and what his success is uh, and potential success going into this game with the formation and the people that we have in the lineup with the inclusion of Rometty or shutting down Valeri's success in the midfield between Rometty and Jeff, this game and the games so far in the playoffs have been won as a result of our consistency in the midfield. Do you Agree or disagree with that? No, I agree with that. I think I mean, that, that alongside with <laughs> LGP's just outstanding defense. Well, I was going to say, I mean, huge standout plays on defense. Escobar has made huge plays both on defense and offense. Plays across the board for for every player in every position. But one of the things that I think was lacking during some of those moments of frustration this season, at least for me, was any sort of consistent play or build up out of the midfield. It was distribute to the wings, play it up, and then try to get something over the middle or play a long ball through the middle to Joseph. There was no real link-up play or build-up out of the midfield or any sort of sense of attacking and challenging in the midfield consistently that we've seen in the playoffs that was really missing. See, I'm waiting for Dan to kick in. See, this is why you need to be here, Dan. So what I'm thinking is we've managed to win these past two playoff series by giving up possession and not worrying too much about our passing and just going direct. So what happens if Portland take that same 
uh, stance against us? What happens if they are constantly just going direct uh, and they're like, hey, the only way if we bunker against Atlanta United and try and score on a counter, that's not going to work anymore. Uh, if we try and play toe-to-toe with them and and try and hold possession, that is not going to end well for us either because we've, we've just shown, shown we can totally flip our tactics as we have done in the playoffs. But what happens if they say, okay, well, hell, we're just going to concede possession and we're going we're gonna to do exactly what you did to NYC and New York Red Bulls. How are you going to counter that? Thoughts? I don't know. I, I mean... One of the things that we've seen defensively out of Atlanta United, we talked about it early this season uh, with the inclusion of Escobar and how he fit into the lineup, is when teams tend to play direct and play man-to-man and take, take defenders on one-on-one, is the way our defense is structured and the awareness that they typically have whenever that happens, and it's sort of next defender up. We've seen the defensive line shift to back up defenders rather than overly congesting an individual player and allowing them to split us defensively. We've sort of backed up whether Escobar makes a step and then Jeff comes around to cover. If if somebody takes one step and one cut on Escobar, Jeff's right there to step up rather than overcrowding people that are pressing high or taking him one-on-one directly. I think that this team has, again played both sides of that and if teams come direct i think they have the skill and response to that by playing that way defensively by not overspreading themselves too thin and playing next man up defensively so to speak yeah because that's the only way you can really do that you still have to cover the space and we have the rest of the back line to do that but again it goes back to that fluidity in the back line to cover whether you're running four or three back. So if we're in a three back scenario and somebody wants to play direct on left or right, or even centrally, if it's centrally Parkhurst will take the step and make the challenge. And presumably LGB comes around to, to back him up. If he misses out on a poker or a challenge, see the same thing on the wings. If Parkhurst has to shift over to cover Escobar and Escobar tracks back around to cover him or Jeff has to drop back from midfield, we've seen it time and time again this season with players that want to play direct and hold up play that defensively we have a strategy to combat that. Yeah, no. How many times can you think of throughout the season whenever you have uh, on the wings – Whenever you're talking about that direct play, uh, Parkhurst making just a timely poke to yeah. whenever they get past somebody on the wing. God, Parkhurst is, I mean, in that Red Bulls game, I can't count how many times he just stuck a foot in there and that made. Like, yeah, we almost lost him, though. Major, a, a, a major difference. Yeah, exactly. That was, that, think, was, that was scary. I think, I mean, in the time I've known both of you, I've never known either of you to miss out on a poke. So I think the <laughs> defensive, uh, Strategy is is totally valid. What you're suggesting, Kevin, is totally valid because I mean we've had what Did you say it again. It, it's totally valid. I know oh. I can't believe I'm even saying it. Oh. I mean having Escobar, Jeff, Parky, LGP, and Gaza in the back. If one of them goes forward, you've either got Rometty or even Nagby to slot back in and potentially swarm to a back five if someone loses the possession. Right. It's next man up in this in, in this defense. And 
luckily we are in a position that I think we're all entirely confident in the playmaking ability of every one of those individuals that are next man up. Yeah. And, and then and look at our bench. Just, look and, at our bench. Exactly. We have two, well, one former DP and one current DP that are on our bench that we can bring on in the 75th minute and will destroy any type of pressing defense. And you talk about the ability of the players in the next man up mentality. It's not just the ability. It's the chemistry that they have in, and just the link up play that they have with their, with their fellow, uh, in this case, mostly midfielders. I mean, the way that you see that triangle, uh, it's mostly, you see Jeff not really going forward that much unless it's in defense. Uh, Unless he's given space, which is how we scored against the Red Bulls in the true. first leg. Yeah, yeah, that's if, true. If Jeff has space, he knows to take it. Yeah, because he wasn't always a holding. But he's not going he to yeah, exactly. He's not going to overstretch. Right, but at the same time, you see that triangle just rotate. It just rotates the entire game, and in and, and, and it's not even rotating. I mean, they interchange with each other so well. I'm going to miss having Jeff Lorenowitz. I honestly hope that he's back for one more season I next think year. If if I think either way, since we made it to the cup, I said it leading up to the cup that I think if Atlanta wins, we lose Jeff. I think he retires. I think either way at this point, he might be a little too tired to keep going on. I don't think so, man. Like he told us, he doesn't miss. I'd like to be wrong. He but. doesn't miss cardio. He doesn't miss training. But at this, I know he, he hates it, but he doesn't miss it. And it shows. I mean, he's... I hope we see him for as many years as he's available. He's still fit as a fiddle, man. It's, it's so you talk about next man up. You talk about guys on the bench. To to Dan's point, the young DP that's on the bench. There's a pretty interesting, um, albeit I don't know if it got <laughs> inappropriate. Shit. Inappropriate, yeah. That that that, <laughs> that part of the discussion is inappropriate. Uh, but speaking of Jeff Jeff Lorenowitz and uh, the young DP Ezekiel Barco, Elliot Beaven in the trap is saying that you sit, Larry. Put in Barco. Barco has this big game experience from independent. I, at least I'm, I'm assuming he's alluding to the uh, Copa Libertadores last year, um, where he has this big man or big game mentality, this clutch mentality, where he's going to be able to come in and do something. I don't think you shake it up. I want two things to happen in this Uh-oh. game. I want, I want three things to happen in this <laughs> game. <laughs> three things. Three things to happen in this game. Um. I want Nagby to score first. That's our first goal. Second and third. Second Hat and trick. Third. First goal, second and third goal. Uh, no, I, I want Nagby to score first. But I think it would be huge in thinking about a springboard going into the next season if Barco could manage to get on the score sheet as a late sub in the game. My third thing is, Nobody sees it coming. Oliver, the Spanish Inquisition. Oliver Shannon makes the 18. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in and he seals the deal with the third and final goal for Atlanta United. No, I prefer ha- I, I prefer that scenario, but with hashtag Kunga Squad. <laughs> yeah, because right, that's more goals. realistic. Yeah, no, it's no. definitely more realistic. <laughs> really, he has made the 18 a couple times. Really, this year. The, the best thing that could happen is because of Dan's comments so early in the season that our boy George <laughs> Bello comes <laughs> in for Garza and scores all three goals himself in a hat trick. 
proving that Dan will ultimately the entire time and vindicating our opinion so early on in the season. If yeah. that if that happens, <laughs> I will happily, happily give you all the credit that you want, Kevin. I will buy you a bottle of bourbon, but I don't I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh and I don't think that <laughs> Bello is gonna make the 18. I love what Brian says. No better time to play your kids than the final. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a springboard for next season, guys. We're talking about where we're he- where this team is headed. Well, I mean, uh, Lauren Kissadu was was he was playing pretty well in ATL two. So let's give him a start, right? Why not? Let's just bring up the twos, dude. How disrespectful is that? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the ultimate show of disrespect. Ultimate show of disrespect is beating Red Bulls not only in the playoffs, but with our academy, which <laughs> Atlanta actually did as of today. <laughs> uh, <sighs> um, before we get into final thoughts, and this this show may, is definitely going to go over an hour. Uh, we um, still have 10 minutes because we got started a little late because of my, uh, we'll my limping ass. We'll let it ride. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on the whole ticket debacle? both on the resale value of tickets and on the ticket allocation to Portland. Dan, I'm going to go ahead and let you take a stab at that. Sure. I'll go. I'll take the uh, ticket allocation to Portland. Get over it. I feel like Kevin Brown tweeted out and said, Hey, if you want to be there, buy a ticket. Yeah. You don't have to have one designated specially for you to buy a ticket. You can just buy a ticket and be there. I'm sorry, I have no patience for that. I guess my biggest my biggest complaint about the Portland allocation, I can see the stance of MLS wanting or, or, or fans wanting MLS to allocate more tickets to their fan base. But my follow-up to that is a little bit on your side, Dan, which is if you're going to be spending, I don't know, how much is a flight from Portland to Atlanta? Let's say 250 bucks. Like on a that's on like a high end, I think. So right? Let's say let's say 150 bucks even. Because I think between Southwest and Frontier and all that, you could probably fly over there pretty cheap or fly here pretty cheap. Let's we'll say even Spirit, we'll say a hundred bucks, right? Alaska Airlines, maybe. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, whatever. Oh, is it really? Magda's saying it's eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks. Am I crazy? I mean, it is holiday season, so oh, it's wow. eight, it's it's eight hundred dollars. If you're willing to spend eight hundred dollars for a flight, that's not counting food. Shit. You're at least coming over. On Friday, right? So let's say two nights because you're not going to fly back on Saturday after the cup. Two nights in a hotel, 200 bucks a night. You're up to $1,200. Food for two days. Let's go ahead and round up to $1,500. If you're up to $1,500 traveling from Portland to Atlanta and you're complaining about the upcharge of an additional $200. $300 to get your ticket, but you can casually dish out the rest of that money. I tend to agree with you, Dan. I don't know that it's necessarily as big a deal as we're making it out to be. At the same time, I agree that the MLS has a little bit more of a, a goal from a league standpoint to show that there's a little bit more uh, adversity. Obviously, the home field advantage needs to be maintained intact, but there's a big difference in 77,000 Atlanta United fans and 15,000 
Atlanta United fans. And I think there's a lot of room to to negotiate there in the middle. So I, I don't I don't know. I, I I I think it could have been more. I think that there's a lot of discussion in there, and I think MLS is getting a lot of shit, uh, rightfully so. And I think that Atlanta United is getting a lot of misdirected and misguided shit as a result of all of this. Yeah, but the tickets are still the same price. Well, the tickets are sold out. Well, I mean, tickets they, they sold out immediately whenever immediately, they went public. Yeah, immediately. So, what? Wh- I I don't understand what leg you can stand on. If the tickets are sold out, the tickets are sold out. You should have got in there earlier, yeah, regardless of whether they're assigned to Portland fans or not. What? So if you're a Portland fan, you should be able to get your ticket five days after everybody allow, everybody else in the country is allowed to get their ticket. Well, I think it could have been a, a – I think my solution is the same way that Atlanta United season ticket holders got their tickets. Atlanta United and New York Red Bulls going into the conference finals knew that whether it was Red Bulls won or Atlanta United won, it's the same thing whether it's Portland or SKC. Those supporting those those supporting members and those founding members knew that they were traveling either to uh, New York or to Atlanta uh, to Atlanta for tickets. I think MLS could have maybe figured out something to hold tickets for a set price because they're obviously going to be in one section and going from 1500 to 2500 doesn't seem like that much of a stretch. It's not 2500 though because what's what's five percent of 73,000? Five percent of 73,000? Yeah. Uh, I, I agree, but dog, dog for him saying have a better regular season. That is my take on this. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's thirty seven hundred. Yeah, exactly. So you're talking about not just yep. doubling, doubling the amount that we already have in there. And Patrick Hansel saying if if it was a percentage of stadium like they want, we would never get the same amount that we would have to give. Um, part of me feels, um, and maybe this is just me being um cynical with with kind of the way that society portrays itself on social media now a lot of it seems like feigned virtue from like virtue signaling from i I totally agree with that uh, i think there's a lot of that yeah the uh, which goes back to my original point if you can afford fifteen hundred dollars for travel airfare and hotel an extra couple hundred bucks for a ticket should be a drop in the bucket because that's no cheap expense yeah yeah, Justin Justin D in the trap said all this stuff is negotiated by the owners ahead of time. So Yeah, so I mean uh, I mean You can complain all you want, but it's not going to change anything. More power to the to the supporters groups who try to get this changed, but to that to that end and to that point that it's not something that's going to happen. No. Um Yeah, I mean, I would love uh, well, I, I mean, I don't really want uh, many Portland Timber fans there because I don't want it I don't want to give them any sort of equal advantage or anything like that. That's why it's a home game. But um, I mean, I, I, I guess in a in an ideal world where everybody has a BMW, then we would all get an equal shot at tickets, and there would be no second the secondary uh, resale market. I just don't understand. The tickets are available. Yes, they're expensive because people took advantage of them. Yeah, right. Uh, to Domer's point, he said we would get about twelve hundred in Portland. That's that's five percent. He said, but most likely only get five hundred to six hundred. Same thing. And watching Crows has a good point too. Thirty six hundred is too big of a risk for a team that's literally on the other side of the country. Yeah, I not, think that's that that goes without. If it was, you know, as much as I hate to say it, and it would never obviously happen because we're in the same. Uh, 
conference, but if it was Orlando somehow, if Orlando was playing us in the cup, if they were on the Western Conference for some reason, if it was somewhere at least within... Hey, the, the Falcons were in the NFC West in, in the early 90s, so, I mean, anything can happen with realignment. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Dallas, let's say. Yeah. You know, I think that's a little bit more reasonable of a travel distance than Portland. But see, I, I would disagree with you just because of how diehard the Portland fans are. I think that out of that 40,000 or however many they usually have, uh, I, I don't have their average attendance in front of me, but I want to say somewhere around the 40,000 that show up to Providence Park every game. I, I think you're going to have a lot of those diehards and those ultras, and, and they have a big ass, and to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's one overarching supporters group with little legs that kind of come off of it. Uh, yeah, the Timbers Army. I think so too. And I, I, to me, I don't think... I think they're one of the teams, if you're going to take that risk of selling 3,600 tickets uh, across the sea, oh, 22,000 in uh, Providence Park. Oh, my bad. I guess I'm thinking of Seattle. Um, regardless. I wonder if the percentage to that point, uh, so they have 22,000 stadiums. So that's right. I mean, that's what. That is where the 5% comes from. What do you mean? If they have 22,000 seats? Yeah, I mean, that's what Domer is saying. We would get about 1,200. So that's where their 5% is coming from. MLS is dictating not that Portland can, to that they can get 5% of Atlanta's seats, but that 5% of Portland's maximum attendance is going to actually travel to Atlanta. I don't know if there's any... Uh... I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. That no, would make I can, sense. because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be five percent of our stadium's attendance. I don't know, but do, to Domer's point, he said, but also our fans are diehards. We can sell out the stadium without Portland getting any tickets. The other thing I wanted to bring up real quick is, uh, so Angie and I are in one twenty, and it's really close. It's um, kind of catty corner from the away section. Yeah, and because of the acoustics. Don't don't get me wrong. The supporter section keeps it rocking and rolling throughout the uh, the entire game. But on our side of the stadium, especially sometimes whenever the 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 roof is open, you can hear the away supporters pretty loud sometimes in our section. There you go. And to double that, triple that, whatever, with a team like Portland, it, with, with their supporters, point. it it would it would end up being to our detriment. And again, this isn't a this isn't a season. Uh, or this isn't a this isn't a sport where you have a neutral site. This isn't NFL. Yeah, you, you don't have a neutral site for the Super Bowl. Yeah, for for MLS Cup, it's because we won the damn. Uh, right. We we have the best record throughout the season. Right, that's why we get it. It's not some silly rule like we, we in, had in, the in better the better record. What's that? We had the better record. Yeah, I corrected myself, Dan. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So we have a we have a better record than than Portland, second best record in tie for the second best points total in MLS history, right? Um, or no, second most points total. Regardless, this is this is a, a sport and this is a league where the onus is put on the team to perform in the regular season for that carrot at the end of the stick. Yeah, I mean, if, if you think about an NFL, I mean, the the home field advantage goes all the way until you get to the uh, into the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, you play for that home field advantage. Yeah. We have that home field advantage. This isn't Champions League final. This isn't. It's it's not meant to be a neutral site. We we played for this. We deserve it. We don't need to concede those seats. So to that same point, Dan took the opening argument. I want you to take the follow up, which is what do you think about people that clearly bought those Atlanta tickets 
that are now reselling them for 200% markup value, 300% markup value of what they paid for. I know personally, I'm in 104. My tickets are selling for six, seven, eight times what I paid for them uh, for the cup. What are your thoughts there? I mean, if we're, if we're going to talk about how many people from Portland can come out and show up, the people that typically have those seats are going to be season ticket holders. Yeah, but to Patrick Hansel's point, PSL holders from the, the Falcons at MBS, if you have a seat license with the Falcons, you get the ability to buy at least – uh, or no, you only get a lot of the amount of seats that you have PSLs for. Where is that coming from? I know people that I work that with. that have PSL from the Falcons. Yeah, so are... you get you get first dibs, just like an Atlanta season, Atlanta United season ticket holder. Oh, I thought no, 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 no. I thought you were saying that Falcon tickets holders were automatically getting Atlanta United seats. I'm sorry, I'm no, they, you, you no, they are. Well, if if you have a PSL from Atlanta or from the the Falcons, if you own a PSL, you get the ability to buy the ticket at face value before it ever goes public. Uh, I know that my company has PSLs on the fifty for Atlanta Falcons, and I don't know of anything. I, I might be wrong. Uh, we have we have really? we have club seats. We have two of them, and they were both purchased. That's for, for the final. Yes, yeah, so, I mean that's a good point. Yes, I did not know that that was the case. They weren't going to give you those tickets, Kevin. Well, yeah. obviously, but you know, I mean, Dan, you know what I mean? You are a washout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Yeah. And Patrick Hansel saying they get, they get a code, uh, after the United season ticket holders are, uh, I did not realize. So we're that. giving, we're giving first dibs. They're given second dibs and then they're given out to the public. That said, what he was uh, like alluding to was that PSL holders are the ones that are jacking up the prices. I did not know that. And this, and for this, uh, what I would say to your point, whenever you're asking, you know, what are my thoughts on, people jacking up the prices on that people that are waiting Atlanta United fans. If you're waiting for the season tickets, it sucks. They shut down the, the marketplace on Facebook too, because they can't, they couldn't regulate it. Um, what? Yeah. The no, ticket for, exchange. Yeah. At least one of them. I don't, I don't know if both of them went down. I saw that Liz posted a, an article or a, a post on the, whichever one it was. What? Saying because they can't properly police it and, and they can't handle it right now that they shut it down. They're going to leave it to StubHub and, and that, I would say be patient. Um, It's still, uh, if I had to pay it, I probably would. Um, But be patient Friday night. If you can hold out, a lot of those people would, are are probably going to buckle under the pressure. They're going to sell it for a little more than face value, maybe double face value as opposed to 200% markup. I did and not know and that. you're going to be able to get into that game on Saturday a lot cheaper if, if you're a little more patient. Shout out to you guys. Um, Katie sent me a text that if you search Atlanta versus Portland right now, second thing that pops up is this live stream. Are you serious? It's pretty fucking great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so really awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for representing. Thank you for all. Again, the internet is a silly, silly place. It's yeah. a silly system, but that's why the thumbs up. Yeah, the make ratings, sure, make the sure. reviews, all that stuff matters. It helps spread the word. We know you guys are doing your part, and we appreciate you for doing that. Yeah, make but sure that, you hit that, that thumbs just, up button right now. That speaks volumes, and that's why that makes a difference. Yeah, uh, yeah. and to Magda's I mean, point, what, like I was saying, be patient. She said the price has already gone 50, down 15% since yesterday. Yeah, it's like Bitcoin. You give it enough time, <laughs> the market will tank. 
and then you're going to get a lot of people. A lot of people are going to get arrested. <laughs> no, there's going to be some guy in England like Dan who threw away a hard drive with sixty million dollars worth of Bitcoin. Into Don't joke about that, Tim. That's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, fine. I feel like well, at the at the end of the day, and this is an unpopular opinion because people have so much emotion invested in this in this team and this sport. It's entertainment. If you can't afford to go to the movie theater, you're not going to go to the movie theater. And it, it, I mean, I'm I'm a dick for saying that, but it's the reality. I mean, no, the market true. the it, market sets a price, and the price is what it is. And if that price is too steep, like I wouldn't be able to afford to go over to Portland for an MS Cup final if it was over there. Why do you think I haven't been to a Clemson national championship yet? Because there's only been plastic. Because I'm plastic as fuck. <laughs> so, I, I, and you know, if if you really want to go, then either you need to have faith and save money uh, to get there. But at the end of the day, I mean, we can cry and cry and cry about it, but um, the market is going to set the price, and the market is what it is. Don't live without or live within your means. Don't live outside your means is what Dan is saying. What this is America. Dan's coming at that with a British perspective. America is built on living we ain't living got no, above your means. We ain't got no Medicare for all, Dan. We don't got no for national real. health system. We ain't got no tea hey, time over speaking, here. Speaking in the trap of scarf coin, this is uh I don't know if you've seen this scarf. This is an original 2017 with the old MLS logo Atlanta United scarf on it. And look, it's already fallen down. Oh, dude. That's, that's pretty sweet. sweet. I thought it was the England 2018 World Cup champion <laughs> scarf that they <laughs> sent down to Haiti after they washed out at the end. But <laughs> sorry, I got it mixed up. You, thing is, Kevin, those are still going for $12 billion on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming home, Dan. It's coming home one way or the other this year, damn it. Oh, I like what Brian says. Brian says the biggest winner is Ticketmaster. He said making a cut on the original sale and then the resale. Yeah. I will say, somebody, yeah, I was going to say, Andy, everybody trying to get the thumbs up. I think we're up to 21 now, so it just keeps going up. Which okay, is cool. It's in the right direction. All right. Um, Can we stop talking about tickets now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the closeout. Let's talk about everybody's plans for Saturday. I, th- I let's. I think we need to talk score predictions. Well, we'll talk. Do we want to talk. We'll preface, managers? we'll preface our plans for Saturday with everyone sending us their score predictions. We still have housekeeping. Speaking of score predictions, we have a lot of stuff planned. Unfortunately, a lot of this stuff is pushed to the off season. Andy. You are a true champion for not getting on our shit, but every one of the people that we promise things to, whether it's Kevin or Andy or what's his or name? Jacob. Jacob H. Benson. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob Benson. John F. Beasy. I, uh, I got you. Nathan Lyons. Every it's, one it's of y'all. Happen. We, we got scarves. We got shit that, that we'll, we'll make sure we get into your hands. We'll have a special show in which we get change my mind with uh jacob and and uh nathan and we'll do all that in the off season maybe we'll have a we talked for a long time about a home before dark christmas special maybe get santa united on the pope we'll see yeah yeah we'll get we'll get pope the whole sunday mass it'll be great so uh thank you guys for being patient 
In the meantime, let's get those score predictions rolling. All Let right. us know what your plans are for Saturday. I know that Domer said at the top of the show, all those other supporters section or not supporter section, all those other supporters groups who fail to show up in the trap each and every week, fail to get their shout outs, fail to get represented, even though they're on the scarf wall. Terminus Legion, Domer said it first. Go check out Terminus Legion this Saturday. They'll be out there at 12 noon. I'm talking eight hours. That's a nine to five tailgate. That is a 90% chance of rain and a 40 degree temperature. You act like it. You act like that stopped us in Nashville. Might have stopped you in Nashville, Dan. Yeah, it did. It didn't stop well, the homies. I'm plastic, though. Kevin. No. You didn't stop. I'm, I'm, it didn't stop the homies in Nashville brand. to start the season. It ain't gonna stop the homies to end the season at MBS. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we talk. We're talking a Dolly Parton nine to five. I might. I might end the season the same way I started it. I'm gonna go to Hattie B's. For hot chicken, <laughs> and then head over to MBS. But the kickoff's not till eight o'clock. You're not gonna last that long. Fuck you. You don't know me. I'm not That's sitting I'm next saying. to you, Kevin. And Gabe Laha saying, "Damn straight, Kevin." Too bad we don't have a princess. It'd be like the true MVP of that Nashville experience nah, was Matt nah, Weinecker. No, 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 Tim. We started as the princes. Now we the kings of the south. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> oh. oh, but I would be remiss. Come on, we've been kings of the South since last. If I didn't, I didn't finish oh. that hot chicken, Matt Weinecker. We need to, we need to do this one time. Met up with us, had princes in the morning, Hattie B's at night, drove back to Mobile the a next day. Champion, right there, man. That's huh. because Matt Weinecker cannot be killed by conventional weapons. <laughs> <laughs> True. Look. I've Look, seen it. I invite all the homies out. The tailgate starts at 12 noon. I'm going to Hattie B's. I won't be out at the tailgate at 12 noon. I didn't say I was going to start drinking at 12 noon, Dan. I said the festival. No, I'm talking about Hattie you B's. You get a hot chicken base at Ugh. 12 noon. That means you're ready to start drinking about 4 o'clock. It gives you a four-hour run time. Yeah, and you're get ready to go to the bathroom around about 6. I mean... Maybe for your British diabetes ass, but mine can hold my shit down. Domer, tequila and hot chicken shits. Oh, man, Sunday is going to literally hurt. And then Bill Holcomb had that sting ring is what Matt had. That is for sure. And what Look, the fuck? Which, Noah Byers, who, what, met up with, who met up with us in uh, Nashville, by the way, in the, in no the crowd. Shit. Yeah, it's saying Portland wins 2-1. What is this? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, Who's going to buy an extra bag of insulin for Dan on Sunday? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I'm going to be feeding him. He's going to be taking so many carbs from all the beer he's going to be drinking. Yeah, it's no, going to be. Gonna it's like not going to be good. Remember the five-pound bag of pretzel M&Ms you used to get? <laughs> I'm going to be feeding those to Dan. Hand, nah, victory hand feeding I'm just gonna, them. I'm going to replace Capri Sun with <laughs> insulin. Bunch of those little stabby straws. I'm going to bring a fucking slew of them for Dan on Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to end up with my feet amputated. Thanks. <laughs> look, you and Tim, look, I was a pretty good nurse. I think I've proven my point here. I can take care of Tim. I can take care of you, Dan. We'll bring the podcast to you next time. All right. Score predictions. Elliot Beaven, 4-2. <laughs> Bill Holcomb, 2-0. Uh, Jeremiah Cruz, good guys, 
three tree 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 people zero richard gordon three one jay riddle three two doma three two michelle three two um we've got elliot beaven four two i like that obviously all these are in atlanta united's favor and then we're just gonna skip noah Byers. I, noah Byers. He, he says it's worked all year he knows what he's doing he's... okay all right that that's fine um it better work though because if it doesn't noah if he we gets all the know where you right. live <laughs> britney s of course britney s three one um 3-1 ATL. If Brittany S says so, that's what I'm going with. I like Andy Watkins' score. No no score, but we're getting a star. Oh, God. That's Tortellini time times 10. Why would that's, you do that to yourself? That's Tortellini from the, really? yeah, from the, like, the sauce section. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. It's got that, that plastic got taste no stretch. <laughs> that shit ain't got no give, homie. Oh, Magdalena. <laughs> instead, of has, instead of hashtag no chill, hashtag no stretch. <laughs> Seven nothing, Magda. If oh, that happens, oh, I will buy Magdalena right? a bottle of bourbon. Goodness grief, that would be oh, amazing. God. Brandon Scott, 5-2. Uh, what, what are you thinking, boys? I mean, both Zach games G, we played them, it's been 1-1. I'm thinking 2-1. I think Nagby gets the opener. Barco gets it to close the door. Valeri scores somewhere in between. Um, I'm going to go 3-1. I'm going to go 3-1. I think we do it. Okay. I think you get... I think Joseph gets two. Miggy gets one. We send them both off in style. And we reap generous benefits from that game. Yeah. I am going to go with the fact that after this game, all the MLS media and all the other fan bases are going to say that, oh, it was the ref that gave it to Atlanta United. Uh, Atlanta United gets everything they want. Oh, there was only a thousand tickets given to Portland. That's why they won. Oh, UGA had the closest yeah. loss U to... UGA and the Falcons sacrificed themselves <laughs> for Atlanta United. I'm going with a 4-0 Atlanta United. No fucking way. I love it. I'm glad we waited for your score. Did we even... Did we, even did we see the 3-0 against the Red Bulls? We did not see that coming. No. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I have a feeling I'm going to need to get my surgery repaired after, yeah, after I, Saturday. You're going to need some work, man. Yeah, no, you I'll will. I'll make you a flipper. We'll be all right. <laughs> sounds good. No, my foot will already be a flipper at that point. Yeah. Wrap some bacon no, around look, it. Look, before we start closing down the show, I want, I want to sort of shed a light on Magdalena's point and part of – Part of what I hope everybody takes going into this game. She says, I'm going to light the city on fire regardless. I want that. I want that to be everyone's approach to the game on Saturday. We said it both of the games leading up to uh, playoff matches so far in the semifinals and the conference finals. We're in the MLS cup. Don't let the outcome of the game diminish the amount of fun that you will have on Saturday or that you have had the rest of this season. We're all united and it's been a hell of a fucking run and there's a bright future for this team no matter what happens on Saturday. We we somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. But we going to burn this bitch down. <laughs> <laughs>
So speaking of future, do you want to talk about potential managers? Potential what? Managers. 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 Yeah, we got a report this week, right? Or today. Well, so we got a – there's been a report that um, Darren Eels and Carlos Bocanegra are in Argentina talking to GBS, Colombo Barros Chaletto, uh, about taking over Atlanta United. Uh, There's also – uh, an NBC article came out about them also having Gabriel Melito as backup, um, who former Barcelona midfielder. Uh, there's also been a ruler, a rumor about um, Jorge Sampioli. No, fuck no, get that shit out of here. That guy completely lost the locker room in with that Argentina team. He imploded. I will be furious. I have all the faith in the world that our front office will not go down that path. I want anything that makes Tim furious at this point. That's been some of the most enjoyable podcasting so far this season is hearing his takes on the U.S. men's national team. And even if it means a losing season next season, just to get him (laughs) out on railroad. You'll enjoy it. He's bald. I mean, (laughs) so if you fuck off, you fucking asshole. If you compare the Michael three, Bradley for the new uh, coach of Atlanta United, I'm calling Michael him. Kevin Bradley. Michael Kevin Bradley. What were you going to say, Dan? If you compare the three, Sampioli, 16 years managerial experience, GBS, six years, Melito, five years. I'm not saying we go Melito. I'm it's crossing Pitty that off. off. What? No, Pitty, Pitty Martinez. Pitty Martinez is Almiron's replacement, Kevin. Yeah. Come on, dude. Get with um, it. I didn't hear that. GBS has only coached in Argentina, but Sampioli has coached in Peru, Chile, Ecuador, Spain, and Argentina. I don't want Sampioli. I mean, the the man absolutely – I don't care. He lost that locker room. You could say what you want about his his experience and all that, but – uh, he absolutely shot the bed with that Argentina but team. We, I mean, we don't. Yes, he did. They did not achieve what they wanted to do. But how much of that was the Argentinian Football Association, and how much of that was Lionel Messi and other members of the team? Was he set up for success? I would argue not. Well, I would argue that uh, I, I hope that Scalotto uh, ends up being the manager, even though I know that he doesn't play necessarily the same. He doesn't employ the same uh, kind of tactics that that. Tata does. It does seem like he is a manager on the rise. He knows MLS. He's a former. Is he MVP? Was he an MVP uh, whenever he was in Columbus, Columbus, or did he just win a title with Columbus? Yeah, I just see. I don't think that's relevant. The well, why do you think experience? that's relevant, Dan? I mean, if if you think about it, that this league has a certain play style. I mean, we play a different way than the majority of the league does, right? Have but him, at the same have time, you heard of, have you heard of Tata Martino? He didn't have any experience in the MLS. No, it's true. That's very true. But at the same time, I think there's merit in the fact that he went down, he managed in Argentina, but he's also very, very familiar with the league. Well, he he was familiar with the league because of the research that he did. Like, we don't know. I mean, Sampioli could be doing all the research of the league. No, I'm just talking about Scalotto. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. He he does to know a buyer's point. I think he makes the most sense. I oh god damn! Plus, you, I plus swear you are. Scalotto was. Um, when did he play for Columbus? Uh, 2006, something like that. 2006. It was 12 years ago. The MLS is a different place than it was 12 years ago. Is it really though? I mean, if you take a, take away a couple of the teams like Atlanta United, you take away New York Red Bulls. Is the is the league really that much different? Yes. Okay. I would, 
It I is. I'll, I'll say that. But I think there is still, I, I mean, there's, there's some merit in knowing uh, how to manage that schedule. There's merit in knowing uh, the playoff schedule. There's merit in, in knowing the way that the system works here. I, I think that, um, I don't know. I, I think he probably doesn't make, makes the most sense, but I think there will be a bit, a little bit of a transition period. Um, other thing going oh, on. Absolutely. In, in, Anyone's going to have a transition period. I, I want to mention real quick that CNN is now writing articles on Atlanta United. Are you serious? The cup. Yeah. Uh, Katie sent me another article. Um, Copa nineties, Aaron West traveled to document black soccer culture in Atlanta. Yeah, and, that was, that was awesome. Right. And the the quote that he has, which I think sums up the emotion and, and the impact of what Atlanta United has been for this city and what MLS Cup being in Atlanta with this team, not not only Atlanta United playing in the Cup, but what it being hosted in Atlanta means to the city is, quote, every single shade that exists in this world is in this stadium, West said. There's so much diversity, and I've said a hundred times I've never seen anything like this because I've never seen anything like this in this country. Yeah, that's insane. I I would implore anybody who hasn't gone and watched any of the Copa ninety stuff that Aaron has done uh, on on Atlanta United and the black uh, black culture or the black soccer scene here um, to go and do that. It's it, it is something else. I mean, it it it's crazy the way that this team has brought everybody together. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no barrier to entry with this team. No, not at all. And, and, I, and I hope that that continues. I, I don't want this team to get in. I hope that everybody going through what we're what this fan base has gone through over the past two years remembers every fucking bit of it. Every tweet, every comment from every Orlando supporter, every Red Bull supporter, every every supporter from every MLS team that has talked shit over social media about history and culture and plastic remembers that whenever new teams become existent within this league and realizes that the growth of the league is better for everybody and that whether it's Nashville coming up or Cincinnati or even Columbus moving to Austin, like don't let that shit diminish what we've built and don't let that don't let the the things that people have said to us reflect on what we say to other people. Does that make sense? Yes. Totally. I mean, so one counterpoint to uh some Red Bulls troll that I saw on Twitter that I can't I can't remember who the who the uh uh the comeback was from, but people in Atlanta, some people have been waiting 40 years for this. Since the Chiefs, I mean, just because we didn't have an MLS team doesn't mean we weren't waiting for one to come along. Yeah, no, I I, I can agree with that completely. It's uh, paying it forward, Kevin. Is that kind of what you're what yeah, you're getting at? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think the league and and MLS as a whole would be better by a little bit of self reflection sometimes from the discord we have with other people, and that that's a little bit of why I wanted to bring up the discussion topic about the Portland ticket distribution previously yeah. is that agree with it or not i know that it'd be really frustrating and i think it's frustrating even for atlanta fans that people that have supported this team and gone to so many games are still being left out and i think that 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 story has two sides both to the ticket allocation of portland fans traveling as well as the atlanta fans that have been priced out as a result of resales 
I just want us on social media. So much of what this show has become, Home Before Dark, what this podcast has become, what the trap has become, has been predicated on social media and us talking and talking shit sometimes to other fan bases. But I, I wish no ill will or or disrespect on any of those people, despite what we may say through our Twitter account. Like I, I hope that other people can learn and 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 produce those same things towards other people going into other seasons. Like I said, regardless of the outcome of Saturday, don't let that diminish what we've built, uh, where we're headed, and that don't don't let the results of one game define your fandom or keep you from uh, progressing forward as a team or as a culture. I totally I like agree. I, it's, I, it, 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 if we, okay, so if it doesn't come off in our favor, um, so when the Falcons lost the Super Bowl, it was like breaking up with like a girlfriend. It was so bad for me. It was so depressing. And I'm sure that if the same thing happens, I will go through the same emotions because I get very emotionally vested and erratic with my sports teams. Um, you're right, Kevin. We Atlanta United has... I mean, if you can point to one point that is really uh, raising the bar of of soccer and soccer exposure in, in this country, in this country of... What are we at now? 350 million people. It's Atlanta United. I mean, I feel like, I feel strongly that without Atlanta United, teams like LAFC, Cincinnati, and would not have the same impact. Miami, for example, there wouldn't be the same buzz and interest as there is without Atlanta United. So, um, we're amazing. It's an incredible job what we've done. We love Uncle Arthur. Um, all the all the players in the team have become celebrities and quite frankly have come out of obscurity. I had no idea who anybody on this team was until I heard Atlanta United signed them. And even until we started playing, I didn't really understand who they were either. So <laughs> kudos to all of them. And I hope that I hope that on Monday when I meet you guys in person for the pod for the first time ever for the yeah. first time ever we've never actually met i actually live in uh i live just outside portland um that it's gonna be lifting seeing darlington nagby with his second mls cup in his hands even i mean to your point even not just knowing the the players but so much that we've learned over the past two years about the league yeah you know i up until Atlanta United, I had no interest in MLS. I had no reason to be interested yeah. in MLS. Yeah. Tim, I feel like this is the part of the show where Tim and I or Tim and I, Dan and I have had enough drinks to sort of shed our emotions about what this season and this team has meant for us. Now it's your time to share. Um uh. <laughs> we talked about it last yes. week about it's okay the, to the cry podcast Tim. and what the show has been. But so if you can tell, not knowing the result of the game on Saturday, if you can tell Sunday Tim something from Monday Tim right now, what would you tell him? Uh, payment plan's already taken the, the money out. <laughs> so you better buck up or you better get super more, even, even more excited for next season. <laughs> I mean, the tickets are paid for, man. 
<laughs> All right, man, you got you got to you got to get up off the couch. Oh. Well, don't don't stay up too much. Uh, you still got a few weeks in the boot. Um, no, but for real, the 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 one thing it's it's the community, uh, but also as I've stated before, I mean, Angie and I, that's one of our things, right? I mean, we're getting married in a couple months, and uh, it's one of the first things that really bonded us together. And the fact that we got season tickets together has has been huge. And um, regardless of what happens on on Saturday. I'm going to have this with her. I'm going to have this with you. I'm going to have this with Dan. I'm going to have this with everybody else going forward. I know that this team win or lose on Saturday is not done. I mean, there's, there's no stop in, in what they're building right now. And I mean, people talk about how, if, um, if we don't win that attendance is going to drop, I don't think so. There's a waiting list for season tickets. There's a lot of people already with season tickets the the attendance is not going to drop. We're going to continue to be a great, uh, you know, a great franchise that's striving for, uh, striving for titles. I mean, we've got one, technically got two with the academy and and with the Eastern Conference title. And then, uh, um, yeah. To Bill's point, we have uh, Concacaf Champions League next year. That's a good point. So wow, Concacaf. <laughs> wow. Yeah. that's a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah, we yeah we're gonna have to. They drew the uh, lots today. I don't know who um, we yeah, it, got it, in the end. Uh, Tony Neitzel was saying something to that effect. I, I didn't even recognize the team that we were playing. Um, I feel like Rob Ostry mentioned something like that about first round before they even drew it about first round draws some name that nobody's ever heard of. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Herediano, and they are from Costa Rica. And I, I forgot to mention we have a uh, and I there's Andy Watkins is clearly drinking along <laughs> with us. I can't I can't decide for half of his messages anymore. The chat's gone for too long. I can't remember the guy's name, Francisco. I believe that was tuning in from Costa Rica. That that man is a a, a true a true legend. Yeah, um, Heredio Her, Herediano from Herediano. Yes, pura vida. Her red Iano. Yep. Um, to Derek I, Rushing's I, I point, wanna, when, when I, do they open? Wait, the- wait, wait, wait. I got an update. Um, the Atlanta United Ticket Exchange was shut down by the owner of the exchange because of all of the price escalation. Right. That's what I was saying. And they, oh, they okay, were having, okay, yeah, okay. they were having a lot of trouble policing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it was, it was getting out of control exactly. and completely, I do not blame them one. Bit. I thought That's, you were saying that MLS shut it down. For oh, some no, no, reason. no, no, okay, no, no, okay, no, okay. no, 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 no. Sorry. I, I guess that was a little ambiguous yeah. the way that I phrased that. Uh, Derek rushing. When do they open up the upper deck full time? I think we probably still have another year of that before a year of sporadic. I think one more year after the third year. I think that be- because next year is such a pivotal year for this team that yeah. w- this team is going it, it is inevitably going to go through a restructuring period and a rebuilding period i think that there's a lot of key key pieces in place going into next season do i expect us to be in the cup next season no would i be excited if we were absolutely um but I don't expect the same results going into next season that I did this season, whether it's from the coaching standpoint or the personnel standpoint. I think that next year, and 
it may even be our fifth year before we really go to a full season, uh, to a full capacity every game, Tim, if you think about it, because next year isn't really a measuring stick. Yeah. Depending on the success next season, that fourth year is really where we may get into some slippage on being able to fill even the uh, 35 or 40, whatever it is, without the upper deck. Um, it may be that fifth year that we start to see it open if, if it's consistently being that they're selling out the 75 at a regular basis of five or six games, whatever it is a season. We'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see us depending on if we have the same success that we've been having um, and we're exciting to watch uh, next year, then I think I, I could see us year four being that time. Yeah, I mean, Domer has a great point. Like, I, I don't want to see a half full stadium like the Falcons did this past weekend. Keep the demand high and only have six to eight full stadium per year. Make it for the games that count. Magdalena, what did we, what did we just say? Too many normies when it's 70,000. We're an inclusive group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's only 70,000 for five or six games, uh, I think I'm okay with it. And, yeah. and I think that goes to reflect Domer's And point. I also like what Bill says about kind of halfway opening the upper deck. Um, and I don't know how you do that. Though. Getting like fifty what, plus, whichever side the the camera's pointing to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, I want uh, in one. Well, I guess it would be two words, uh, or you can or you can shorten to one for for brevity's sake. Magdalena uh, must be an architect or an engineer of some t- of some point. She's just only only typing in all caps, which is what I do to you at yes. Google Hangouts all Sorry, the time. I'm, sw- I'm switching from cat or Revit into uh, Hangouts, and it's always in all caps. All right, Andy Watkins alluded to this: a uh, special announcement from MLS and uh, Darren Eels and Carlos Bocanegra this week, uh, presumably for MVP announcement. I want to get your guys' opinions, uh, Dan. In one or two words, whether you want to go with first name, nickname, or both names, Joseph or Miggy for MVP? Miggy, but Joseph. All right, that's three words. Kevin. All smoke and Joe. Three words. (laughs) (laughs) He said three. I wanted to say three. Um, I think they finally fuse. And we get and we get jiggy with it. <laughs> no, it has to be. It has, you, you waited for an hour and a half to make not just that. I, that was that. That this, I swear, <laughs> I swear that just came. I swear that just came. Get better than the fusion dance stickers. All of that. I want to get jiggy with, with it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but for real, I, I think that Joseph is going to end up with the uh, MVP honors. I think the the scoring title uh, is is going to be something that um, kind of cements that for him. Yeah, I feel that way too. I I honestly think that he wouldn't have been at this point without Almiron. Therefore, I think Almiron is my MVP. Um, but I I can see why he's going to get it. Or do they split votes like they sometimes do? Or do they both hold one handle of the chalice and they fuse together <laughs> over the top of it? That's it. And then uh, the and then Shenron comes out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've been playing Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. And then we bring Kenwin Jones back. <laughs> That's one of our wishes. No, if you had to bring somebody that died off of this Atlanta United team, you'd obviously bring Yamil back. Mm. Yeah. 
What are you even thinking about, Terry? Exactly. What are you thinking about? No. Closest second would be Carmona. Yeah, absolutely, Carmona Kevin. Jones. Carmona Jones. Carmona Jones. <laughs> Can we I would bring, bring him back. Assad. Uh, then um, who did you just say? Oh my god, Carmona. Carmona. Dan really. And see, then Dan I, followed my emotional train. That's when I knew he had had enough to drink. And then and I, I would probably what he was going to say. So I was definitely on the right track. Then I'd probably bring back Jacob Peterson before anybody else. Jacob Peterson. <laughs> What's that? I don't watch Game of Thrones. What is he? Uh, oh, um, Daenerys Targaryen. Jorah, Jorah Mormont. Jorah Mormont. Yeah. No, he's the mountain. No. Jacob Peterson played Jorah Mormont yeah. in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the grayscale and everything. Right. <laughs> and Dan is, uh, who are you, Dan? Fat Dan? Who's Fat Dan? Uh, it's been a, a year and a half. Since oh, um, Sam, Sam O'Tarley. Sam Tarley. <laughs> you guys go Google. See, this is where I wish we had the screen share feature. <laughs> Everybody, take five seconds. If you're not a Game of Thrones fan, Go Google Sam Tarley. It's Fat Dan. If there ever was one, <laughs> I, I would be remiss if we don't we don't read that comment from Noah Byers. So I still remember the first podcast where you shit on Carmona, and I swore I would never listen again. <laughs> and here you that? are. Here you are, eighty-two episodes later. <laughs> it must have been Kevin. <laughs> had, had to been. have been. Must have been. It just got off on the wrong foot, man. That red card when he stamped. Uh, it one was of a Red stupid Bull red card. I mean, he ran like up Vasquez. to him and like scraped his ribs with his toes. Yeah. Like, come oh, on, chance, bro. Old Sam Tarley. <laughs> old Sam Tarley <laughs> James over there. Going <laughs> <laughs> to become a maester. God, I need to go back. Uh, when's the uh, next season start? April? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm psyched. Hold on. I'm going to see if I can share the screen. Can you share screen? Please tell me you can share screen. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Only the members of the live trap will be able to see. Go to images, Tim. There it is. Oh, fat. Oh, fat. This was worth every point of the two hours it took to get. <laughs> oh, if you didn't watch Game of Thrones, now you will. He'll be your favorite character, just like he is mine. Oh wait, no, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Present to everyone. Okay, Present to everyone. There we go. Now everyone should be able to see old Sam Tarley. Uh, scroll Sorry, up. guys. Go- I, I hit share and it, oh, it didn't let first me share it first. This is Tim's first. Unfortunately, he can grow a better beard than I can. <laughs> can you guys see that? Can everybody see that in the live in the live chat? <laughs> no, nobody cares. Nobody oh, cares about don't worry. it. Everybody is requesting. Everybody's <laughs> requesting for you to play Jay's video. I think Jay's video would get us booted off of YouTube. Uh, yeah, it probably it would. definitely would. It definitely would. Th- those of you closest in the homie circle, uh, I'll put it this way: if you uh, if you have done a review, this this is this is <laughs> this is how we do it. You want to see Jay's latest hype video? Um, you uh, post a screenshot of your review or rating on iTunes. If you've already done one, great. Go find it. Take a screenshot of it. 
or if you're in the faithful that we already know or assume we know that you've left a review, shoot us a DM on Twitter or via text, and we'll send it over to you personally. I've that got is so tired of making iTunes that you accounts. Do not yeah. share it publicly because it is very vile <laughs> and NSFW. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, and I think it's time to shut this down to Bill, Bill Holcomb's point. This is the pinnacle of the entire podcast network. It's time to shut it down. It is truly after dark. After, after dark. <laughs> what if I did the whole episode? No, like- yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> um, Dan, I, I told it to Tim. I already said it. I think you've already touched on it too. In closing, what can you tell uh, Sunday Dan from Monday Dan as we start to close out the show? Wait, what can I tell Sunday Dan from Monday Dan? Uh, yeah, Monday, Monday Dan being right now, what would what you, can tell you tell Sunday yourself Dan? not knowing the result of the game on Saturday? <laughs> Noah saying that voice is why he came back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. What, what can I tell myself in the future? Yes, win or, exactly. win or, win or lose. Win or lose. The game. Yeah. Win, win or lose, not win or lose. Win or lose. Yeah. Winner loses. In, if you were to be talking to yourself on Sunday, what would you tell yourself? Win or lose? You should have got somebody to look after the children all day Sunday. Yeah, I like it. Because either way, win or lose, it's going to be a rough day. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, and and I think DSS would be coming to <laughs> pay you a visit, Dan. Look, if Ice hasn't done it yet, I think he's safe. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of complaints I've sent in for the Dan James family, they still haven't knocked on his door. I think Diaz says is a long stretch away. Oh, (laughs) Elliot Beaven says bring back the sofa. We might have to do that on on Monday. Might have to the sofa. Dan and I might still be hungover on Monday. (laughs) There's a very realistic possibility that I may have to take enough room. You guys. You guys saw last week, there is enough room in the middle uh, for Pirlo to fit. And I think Dan will fit just fine. That's a good point. You guys have heard it already. Go check them out over on Unrelegated. Uh, Check out Mills Has Friends. Any closing comments as we shut down the show? No, we love you guys. The fact that there's still 28 people watching live after almost two hours of this is uh, my, kind of mind-boggling. Look, this ain't this ain't the Joe Rogan 30,000. That that 28 number getting for up real. to over 40. You guys make everything worth it. If Tim, I've got like 15 different computers. The people that have shown up week in and week out that we've mentioned every week on the show make it worth it. Dan's trying to talk over you. Fuck what? Dan. He ain't in the <laughs> studio. He ain't got a voice. I'm shut. That's it. I'm shutting the studio down. <laughs> that's it. I'm shut. Who's the five greatest podcasters of all time? Tim Herb, Tim Herb, Tim Herb, Tim Herb, Tim Herb. <laughs> I spit hot fire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. <laughs> Brown liquor. Kevin is here. <laughs> <laughs> I have arrived. Oh, Brown Lake Kevin, also oh, known as Kevin. South Kevin. Carolina Kevin. Oh, um, hashtag meet and greet, M E A T, 
on Sunday. Hashtag Saturday. Mr. Yearwood. We'll be out. We'll be out there all day Saturday night. We'll be there until Sunday. Now, Saturday in the atrium, in between the bird's nest and the Mercedes. What's that uh restaurant right there in the atrium? Molly Bees. Uh yeah. Molly Bees. Molly Bees. In between Molly Bees, the beer garden, and the Mercedes Benz. We'll have a meet and greet. Hopefully, Tim can make it. If not, we'll see. What time? It'll be me and you, Kevin. Uh yes. I what love time it. are we gonna do it? Um, what time's the game? Eight. We'll eight shoot for oh seven. Eight we'll shoot for off. seven. How about that? Six we'll to do seven. A seven to seven thirty. We'll do a thirty minute. That gives everybody thirty minutes to go grab a beer, get to their seat. Seven to seven thirty in the atrium. Seven to seven thirty. Okay. Molly I'll get there at I'm calling it. Katie's watching the broadcast right now, so I'm assuming she's listening. I just made plans for the both of us because we're going to Hattie B's, not Molly B's, to get fried chicken, the hot chicken kind. We start in the season the same way we end the season, and we invite all of y'all there. I don't know what time, though. I'll tweet that out whenever we get closer to Yeah, I, I think Andy's probably right, 630 to 7. 630 to 7? What? In the morning for hot chicken? Yep. Bullshit. Got to be in my seats by 7.45. What? Okay, 6.30 to 7. 6.30 to 7 for meet and greet. Andy gets his wishes. We know there'll be a little bit of overtime. Explosive diarrhea to is follow. a given. <laughs> uh, Patrick Keenum, uh, caffeinated MD. You can DM, DM him <laughs> all of your spicy hot chicken, hot snakes, at caffeinated MD on Twitter, he will do his best medical diagnosis for what may or may not be wrong with you internally as a result and of external poor dietary restrictions in, inter- and decisions. In, internally, <laughs> internally. <laughs> I feel like Kevin has just become like Creflo Dollar right now. <laughs> He's just going on and on. I think it's time to end. People this. just keep talking to me, man. What am I supposed to do? Drink more. Katie mentions all love that all my plans are getting planned right now. Look, it's gonna be <laughs> whoa, a great whoa. day. Elliot Beaven be just day. came everybody's with the, day with the best best name, Buffalo Dip Kevin. Oof. That is <laughs> got an iron trap of the stomach, except for whenever it comes to Red Baron. Apparently, I had one of those this past <laughs> weekend. Tore my shit up. Tore me up, son. Tore me up. <laughs> Right, so if you want to go to your seats and watch the game from your seats, uh, or you can come stand with me on uh, <laughs> and probably over by Kevin Gillespie's watching the game from there, we'll high-five when we score, slap bellies, it's going to be great. All right, so uh, meet and greet, we'll tweet it out as a reminder, 6.30 to 7, we'll do it. We're going to do hot chicken, we'll tweet that out. Dan's going to be there, Tim's going to be there. Kenan is going to be there. It's going to be a great day. No matter what, I'd be remiss if I didn't say. Nonetheless, it's going to be a great (laughs) season. We love the fuck out of all of you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and showing out. All 4,500 of y'all that showed up in the broadcast tonight. We love you loud and proud in the trap. Until Saturday, until next time, win or lose, we'll be here next Monday shutting this bitch down. We'll see you then. Until then. As always, be home before dark. We want Bama! You can find me at DNJMS. Oh, <laughs> the underscore ARC number one T E C T. Tim, where you at? Tim Herb.
<laughs> you can find me at Dan Jimenez. Stadium studio shutting his business. <laughs> Redwood trees and nothing but splinters under the massive steel wheels of a steam train. We out. Bye. <laughs>